0: This is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod,
0: the second season, our newest podcast ever. And Reese Roper, he's my real dad. I'm
1: Andrew I'm John
0: and this is our podcast. This Woo. is Magnified Pod the second season. We've been holding out for Oh shit. <laughs> 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 I'll, 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 I'll edit um, okay. the beginning to the magnetic field song out. I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first episode of Magnified Pod without without something going wrong. It's true. Um, I'm so used to our old setup. We had everything laid out perfectly. Yeah. You know, I I didn't have to even think about it. And so just rolling in, you know, so we should, let's, uh, maybe back up a bit. (laughs) So for, for people who might be listening to this episode for the first time, they're like, Oh, five iron frenzy. That's a podcast about that band. I like that band or hate that band depending on um, (laughs) what kind of five iron fan you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So we uh, started a podcast uh, a year and a half ago called magnified pod with a sort of a uh, play on the magnified plaid MXPX band name. And we decided to go through every album in the MXPX discography and it took us, I feel like it took a while and we're like, okay, so what do we want to do next? We covered everything about MXPX. um, And so then we decided let's move on to do five iron. Um, And Mm -hmm. because the MXPX five iron relationship is there, um, we, the end of our first season kind of culminated in that epic, five iron mxpx to show yes. situation in chicago mm-hmm. on march 29th march 30th at the <laughs> bottom mm-hmm. lounge boom and boom. um it was it was an amazing time and we we did we talked to the band uh while we were there mm-hmm. talked to Leonor, we talked to um <coughs> we talked to andy and as you can, as you heard, Reese did the, did the intro for, uh, the, the pod. Thanks, um, Reese. And so we want to kind of lay out what this podcast is going to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to get to that. We're going to tell you a little bit more about ourselves. So, you know, you know who we are and, uh but we're not going to belabor it because, uh, you know, Uh, we we cover a lot of ground (laughs) in the first couple episodes of of, of Magnified Pod. If you want to listen to those original episodes, Um, all of our old episodes are on Spotify, on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, you know.
1: Google Play. (laughs) Google Play. YouTube.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you can go back and listen to all those. But um, I just want to say – So even though, you know, we're not affiliated with the band in any way. I don't want to be. (laughs) No, we don't. Uh, But by getting sort of the stamp of approval from from, uh, the band, some of the bandmates, the band members rather, and Reese doing the intro, like it's sort of like a tacit endorsement. But uh, we don't want anybody to misconstrue, that any of our hot hot takes <laughs> have anything to do with the band or anything like that, um, or that they or that they support it. We this is a just like our MXPX pod was a labor of love. Um, we're just doing this. We're doing this for fun, um, and hopefully get some SpawnCon at some point. We uh, we got no we got no spawn con from our MXPX pod. But we had
1: so many suspenders and checkered shoes and um, various ska items to potentially come on board. So
0: I know. I mean I want if it can be two toned, I want it to be two toned. hmm So but anyway, I just want I just wanna kinda of have that yeah. up front.
1: We had um we had a kind of mission statement in the first season about um you know the whole 90s christian bookstore alternate universe um having grown up entrenched in that world but looking back on it with kind of a healthy degree of skepticism and um you know after making our way through mxpx we're moving on to another band that was really important to us from that era but you know we always wanted to talk about the music as a way to kind of dive deeper into culture politics faith other stuff that we said in the intro so right we're not experts this is not comprehensive and encyclopedic. It's uh there are bigger five iron fans out there, but right. they are very important to us. And it's a platform for a wider discussion and a place to kind of build a community. So that caveat to you that like, we're not gonna only say positive things about the band.
0: Right. That's, that is, um. and that, and that's, and that's something that I think um, was, you know, some people, you know, we, we said, we said our fair share of, of not flattering things about mxpx we didn't sh- we didn't shy away this is not yes it is a fan but it's also not a fan podcast in a sense that like we're we're coming at this from a uh an objective kind of like we're looking at it as fans but also as um people dudes in their mid 30s who yeah. look back on an era of music that produced some great music and great Mm. albums that we like, but also some terrible music (laughs) that, that exists in that era. And we're not going to just like, not going to sugarcoat it like a sugarcoated poison apple, so to speak. (laughs) Sure. Um, Sure. uh, You know, those, those MXPX references are going to be hard to, to not throw out, to throw out
1: there. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. We'll get there.
0: Yeah. Um, but we we will if we feel like something is a uh, uh, worthy of a, of criticism or critique or you know those you know sort of moments there we're we're going to talk about it yeah um and I and I feel like at this moment it might be worth mentioning too that um just sort of talk about kind of who we are and mm-hmm. um this is you know. This is a long-form conversational podcast, so uh, it's not going to be abbreviated, but it's also not going to it's going to be relatively candid, honest, and if you don't like swearing and the occasional dirty joke <laughs> I don't know just, just know. <laughs> just, just know uh, that that's, that happens we this isn't a christian podcast
1: what uh, john just so you know the lord's the lord of me so i don't know what you're so. <laughs> yeah uh,
0: but i mean we, <laughs> we are we are friends yes. uh forever right. uh, because the lord is the lord of us <laughs> and john i know you would not say never no nope. because that welcome it, it, it won't end. Welcome um, back
1: to our Michael W. Smith episode for more of that <laughs> gold content.
0: Yes, uh, if you're saying Michael W. Smith episode, what does that have to do with MXPX? <laughs> Good question, <laughs> friends. You have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, so, um, short version of this of my story. I'm going to keep this very short. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in a Christian house. Dad was a pastor, went to church, went to Christian University. John and I went to the same college. Um, You know, I was part of an evangelical church about five or six years ago. Um, Gave up my faith and decided I didn't believe in God anymore and have been sort of on a spiritual journey um, of my own. Went to Seminary as a as an atheist to try and uh, discover interfaith dialogue and how to interact with people of faith when you have different views and um, so I still find value in discussing things related to faith and um, having conversations with people who think differently about the universe and about what God is and. and I feel like grace in difference is uh, something we should all strive for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that is about as succinct as I can be. It's pretty good, <laughs> but it's
1: like uh, a long elevator pitch,
0: yeah, so what about what about you john where Where are you landing before we because I feel like a lot of these stories will come up throughout the pod, yeah. so we don't need to like get into. The nitty-gritty right off the bat
1: right so you want to know how my walk is going I hear you yes I want to um,
0: yes I want to how you
1: uh, <laughs> um, yeah I so I grew up um, Episcopalian so kind of in the mainline uh, church world so not quite as exposed and in the middle of all the evangelical world uh, as you but For a lot of kids, what happened in the 90s was youth group was a place where you came face to face with all that stuff. And that was the case for me. So that's where I learned about Christian punk and um, a whole bunch of other Christian culture stuff that became ingrained in me um, that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. And um, yeah, went to a Christian college with Andrew. I've only ever really worked in um, faith-based nonprofits. and. I still identify as a Christian, but um, you know, growing up through now have always had a lot of uh, questioning as part of my sort of faith identity. So, right. Um, Which is healthy. Well, thanks.
0: Um, No, I mean, I, I, you know, this is something else that's going to come up probably in this podcast. Law is me talking about therapy Um,
1: because therapy.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, Religious trauma is something that I'm that I talk mm-hmm. about <laughs> quite a bit, yeah. and uh, I wish I had a healthier dose of skepticism or or that questioning was something that even was taught as important. Yeah, in, sure. in the church, which it wasn't. It was everything was dualistic. Right. Um, but so I think this is a good point to kind of talk about how this pod generally goes because some people might be saying um boring you guys you guys guys are uh so far have not talked about five iron at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) and typically how our podcast goes is we have it kind of split up into two parts um the first part of the episode is um generally we have um usually conversation topic or in this season we're going to have some games and Ooh. one of which I'm going to have uh, today I and today's wait. episode for, for John. Um, but other times it's going to be, you know, maybe an interview or maybe um you know talking about something that's in the news or mm-hmm. just just something that is tangential to you know the band or our experience in the 90s or early 2000s and and then the second half of the podcast we go track by track of an album mm-hmm. so today for example we're going to be doing track by track of upbeat's and beatdowns mm-hmm. the official Um, first release by Five Iron Frenzy Um, but uh, so for some people they don't want to hear our rambling bullshit (laughs) which is totally fair (laughs) Um, so for those people which is what we did with MXPX podcast we leave a time time stamp note Mm -hmm. uh, in all the show notes and say if you want to just get to us talking about the music you know go for it. Um, but you know, I feel like (laughs) that would be kind of like sometimes jumping in at the end of a movie and being Uh like, what, what are they talking about? How did they, what is this reference? What is this joke? What is, you know, what, who is this person they're talking about? So I feel like there is value. Uh, and we also, we want audience participation. We want, we have a voicemail line and we want people to call in and say, Hey, I had this experience too, or I listened to this album and this is my favorite song, or this is what I think about what you guys said. I I agree or I disagree or whatever. So we want, we, this is a, this kind of relationship. That's kind of what we want and what we had with the, um, MXPX version and what we want to continue. We didn't want to just end the podcast because we finished MXPX, because we grew to have these relationships and yeah. like we made friends yeah,
2: for sure. out of the out of
0: the podcast. And it's it truly is a unique community of people. Yeah, and and even though we might have some critiques of the '90s Christian alternative music uh, Christian bookstore scene, we still. Talk about how it is a truly unique and special time. Yeah, that you know we have a fondness for, even if we're like, oh man, that that was kind of <coughs> cringy or whatever. Yeah, you know, I just saw somebody post on a, a tooth and nail group that I'm a part of, talking about humble brag. <laughs> what? No, it's not a humble brag. You, can, it's it's a Facebook. It's a Facebook group. You can sounds, join. It
1: sounds exclusive to me.
0: There's, it's not exclusive. You okay. can join. Um, but somebody was posting about the Diamante uh, uh, secular Christian music comparison hmm. chart, mm-hmm. yep. which we talked about <laughs> at length <laughs> at length um, early on in the pod. You know the bands that are like. If you like MXP, if you like Blink One Eight Two, you'll like MXPX or whatever. And people were talking about some of the comparisons that were like really,
1: truly horrible.
0: Um. (coughs) Oh man. Um,
1: This guy's the coffin guy today.
0: Yeah, John historically is (laughs) the coffer. Is the coffer. Um, I feel like John was sick for a year and a half.
1: (laughs) It's a new season. It's a new me. I've pulled myself together. Yep. Just in time for you to fall apart. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it it you know, you just needed that that six month break from the podcast.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was all that my be- head. <laughs> it was all
0: that beer and whiskey drinking.
1: <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so speaking of, of uh, uh listener mm. feedback and people who want to participate and leave voicemails. Um so at the beginning of this episode you might have heard me say You know, welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And Reese Roper is my real dad. Um, Reese Roper is not my real dad. Um, But what I want to do going forward is uh, I want to have some listener participation with this. So I want you to finish this intro. So I'm going to say, welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And Fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. So we want people to send in, just, it doesn't need to make sense. Just send in, you know, you can email us, magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on socials. Um, This is normally the part of the end of the podcast when we we tell everybody, but I feel like it's important to, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, magnifiedpod, um, at magnifiedpod on Twitter. Eight seven two seven six two four seven six three is our voicemail line. So eight seven
1: two seven magpod.
0: That's there. It is, man. I'm I'm get, I've gotten rusty.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Eight seven two seven magpod. Yes, um, John and I had a good division of labor with with <laughs> yeah. with these these things, and I, we've kind of fallen out of rhythm. But we'll uh-huh. we'll get back.
1: <laughs> it's like riding a podcast uh, bike.
0: <laughs> yes um i don't know i don't know what the handles are or what the wheels are on, on this podcast bike just,
1: just close your eyes and grab on <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that that's been my motto for most of my life yep. um okay so john do you want to um so what do you what are you drinking over there
1: i'm drinking water oh. because because i'm sick Wow. and i'll tell you what i'm drinking yeah i'm drinking a little little something brewed up by a friend of the show. Yes. Uh, lead singer of my high school Christian punk band, Tiger Jack. What, what, what's the name <laughs> of that band again? That's Tiger Jack. Tiger Jack? Yes. And if you want <laughs> a deep Tiger Jack dive, uh, go back to some early episodes. Here's some of our hot tracks. Hear some of- oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yep. That's us. Base, bass, 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 bass. That's me on the bass. Uh, so my friend Eric is the lead singer. And uh he's also a new dad as of this week. So congrats, Eric.
0: Congrats. Uh, I did Very know exciting.
1: That. Yeah. Santiago, their son, was born this week. Uh congrats, Eric and Aida. And he's also an excellent home brewer. And he brewed us a beer specifically for the pod. So I've, I've got it. A fine bottle of that right now. I'll just crack it open into the mic per use. And um, it's delicious. So thank you, Eric. And I think he may have told us a bit about this beer. He did. Yes, we have a voicemail from him. So let's, uh, let's take a listen. Bittered with enough hops to make this a true left-coast IPA, the first
3: taste will hit you like the opening guitar to teenage politics. <laughs> and while the roots of this beer are based in the Northwest, The malting process of the barley was completed right here in Minnesota.
1: All in all, it adds up to one magnified hop. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) So he used uh, Pacific Northwest and Minnesotan hops. I grew up in Minnesota with Eric, but live in Chicago now. And then Andrew moved up to Minnesota and left me in Chicago. Yes. So this, yeah,
0: for people who maybe missed the memo, one of the reasons we took a really long break is because, I, I moved to Minnesota, and um, back in August, it's been about four months, and we have, in earnest, spent the past four months trying to figure out the best <laughs> way to make this work.
1: It's been a lot and, of trials and tribulations.
0: <clears throat> it's pissed me off.
1: <laughs> it's been Most of fun. our calls ended with Andrew going, damn it, and <laughs> saying, okay.
0: it's, it's well, we'll keep researching. Yeah, We finally figured it out.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you to be able a,
0: to, I need to get one of those. Uh, yeah. Mag- I was going
1: to say, I got to save some, some magnified hops for you here. Um, yeah. But it's very tasty. Perhaps he can brew it on a mass scale one day for all the mag heads out there.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I would love that. Um, so John, do you want to, should we play a game?
1: Oh, I <laughs> always love it when you ask me that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it turns into a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> I'm into it. Um, okay. So, this season, we're going to be talking a lot about Ska, obviously. Pick it up, um, pick it up. We're going to pick it up mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> and so, um, we're going to talk... About um, five iron, we're going to talk about um, other ska bands that um, they played with or or that we liked. We're going to talk at some point to Jason Hockney Zimet, who worked with Leonor on the pick it up ska in the '90s documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to he was on our uh, early episode <clears throat> of. The pod and so anyway we're going to be talking about ska a lot
1: making a lot of sca puns yes um, calling it a scott cast things like that
0: uh, yes we're yes we will we will inundate you with with puns i want to know where you are in your sca knowledge <laughs> your scottage if you will <laughs> thank you <clears throat> and i want to ask you mm. if you can identify a member, if this is a member of a ska band, or a serial killer. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to give you the name of of a person, uh-huh. and you need to say this person is a member of a ska band. <laughs> okay. You don't need to. You don't need to necessarily. Bonus points if you know the ska band, or you need to tell me if this person is a serial killer.
1: Okay. Sounds right. good.
0: <clears throat> are you ready?
1: I, I don't know, as ready as I'll ever be.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ian Walton Fowles. Is this a member of a ska band, or is he a serial killer? And I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna assume that you're not gonna be Googling these on your no. phone. You can see my pinkies, <clears throat> okay. not on the keyboard. Um, I'm gonna go ska band. Yes, correct. He sounds uh, vaguely familiar.
0: <clears throat> um, Ian Walton Fowles, also known as Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk is a guitarist of the Aquabats. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yes. John Floyd Thomas Jr. Hmm. Ska band
1: or serial killer? Hmm. I'm going serial killer.
0: <laughs> yes. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. Um, John Floyd Thomas Jr. is an American serial killer mm-hmm. serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole convicted of murders of seven women, women in LA during the seventies <laughs> and eighties and sus- um, suspected by police of killing 10 to 15 more.
1: It's just got super dark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Get ready. <clears throat> this one, this could, this is, this could be a layup. We'll see. Okay. okay. Um, Elise Rogers.
1: Ooh. Um, She's not ringing any bells. Ska band. Bonus yes. points. If you, I was assuming you were going to know. Um, the interrupters.
0: Nope. She's uh, the vocalist uh, for Dancehall crashers.
1: Ah, I knew that at one point in my life. DHC. Yeah. Yep. What if somebody is in a sky band and a serial killer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that is, that Trick is a question.
1: That is quite possibly, uh,
0: you know, it could be Reese for all we know. He's, yeah. he probably is. Probs. Um, all right. Stephen Graham Paint, uh, Stephen Graham Panther, 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 mm-hmm.
1: uh, serial killer. <laughs>
0: oh, um, no! Stephen Graham Panther, also known as Sir Horace Gentleman, is the bassist for the British two-tone ska band, The Specials.
1: Oh man, I'm not uh, up on my uh-huh. special members' uh, names. No, evidently not. Uh, how about Dave Butts? Dave Butts, um, Scott band or serial killer? Uh, serial killer (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh man it's such Uh, a streak he's the keyboardist
0: and saxophone player for bim scala bim sure sure um
1: what about stephen griffiths stephen griffiths is a scott band member Mm -hmm. (laughs) nope
2: he uh
0: he's he's, yeah you were you were doing well you had uh you were three for three um no but he uh is known to have killed three prostitutes. Great. Claims to have killed 14. Um, and he dubbed himself the crossbow cannibal. Okay. As he killed his victims with a hammer and crossbow, then later ate parts of them.
1: So, Great. all right. Has anybody yes. played um, a trombone made out of bones? Because that would be really on brand for us.
0: This would, uh, I mean, we need to, we need to um, start a ska band, the Crossbow Cannibals, and then we can make uh, trombones cross, out of...
1: Crossbow Cannibals.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> that doesn't it, quite work.
0: Was, <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop then. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Chaz Smith or Kathel Joseph Carl Smith.
1: Oh, man. I mean, that sounds like a serial killer. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. He's the, uh,
0: in- he's an English singer songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and a career spanning more than 40 years. Um, he, uh, came to, uh, prominence in the late seventies as the backing vocalist, trumpet player, harmonica player, and dancer for the English ska band madness.
1: Oh man. This is embarrassing. Yes. yes. Uh, Linda hazard. Linda hazard. Sounds like a ska band name.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, finally. Wait, Nope. Wait. <laughs> Damn it. Wait. Nope. Wait. Hold on.
1: <laughs> mm, <what?
0: laughs> you know, I, I, I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, that's a Scott Man member. Nope. <laughs> no, she's <here. laughs> nope. Uh, she's a self declared doctor and fasting specialist, which she okay. advertised as a panacea for every medical ailment. Okay. Up to 40 patients have died of starvation in her sanitarium uh, wow. in Washington imprisoned for one death in 1912, was paroled in 1915, and continued to practice medicine without a license in New Zealand in Washington. Um, she died in 1938 while attempting a fasting to cure
1: herself. So, Wow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, there should be a metal band named after her, at least.
0: Yeah, so... Just, so, no we're clear, just so we're clear, uh, she is not a Scott Band member.
1: She, is. So, mm. she died before... <laughs> Before ska was invented, yeah. Uh, Steve Perry, Steve Perry from the ska band Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Oops. laughs> was that Aerosmith? No, that was not Aerosmith. <laughs> um, ska band.
0: Yes, Uh, Steve Perry is um, the lead singer of and guitarist for the Cherry Pop and Daddies.
1: Oh yeah, also
0: known as MC Large Drink. I also would have accepted MC
1: Large Drink. That's a great name. Um, (laughs) Isn't? Oh, Joe Perry is the uh, Aerosmith guy. (laughs) Steve Steve Perry is that Journey? Is Steve Perry from Journey? there are a lot of Steve Perry's out there. <laughs> I, I guess so. I can't keep track of all the Steve Perry's. <laughs> are any of them serial killers? Um, might be a loophole.
0: Let me, let me check.
1: Yeah. He was. Mm. the lead singer nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. All right. all right. Okay. We have, I have one more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is good. I like this. Earl Nelson. Mm. Serial killer.
0: Yes. Um, right. Only an so, Earl. Yep. Yeah, we're, uh, we're ending on a really dark one. Um, He's a necrophiliac (laughs) who primarily targeted boarding house landladies on the West Coast during 1926, also known as Gorilla Killer or the Dark Strangler, captured after two murders in a small now ghost town in southern Manitoba, found guilty and hanged by Canadian authorities 1928. So, uh, shout out Damn. to all of our Canadian listeners. <laughs> yes, we go the, for that one. All the Nelson heads out there who know the know the deal about him.
1: Um, we should so, start a ska band called Gorilla Killer and <laughs> write some murder ballads about him.
0: Well, what about what about the Crossbow Cannibals? We already well, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: fine. That'll be our our like um tumble ask side project where it's like more, you know, murder ballad stuff.
0: Okay, so um <laughs> So you, I think you only got a, I think you only got three, right? So what? that doesn't you, sound right. Um, I was not keeping track, but you, <laughs> wait, wait, no, you, wait, hold on. You got, you got Steve Perry.
1: There were a bunch of dings. I heard yeah, a bunch of dings. I don't know.
0: I wasn't keeping. This is, this is like, this is I don't like.
1: get anything? This,
0: no, you get nothing.
1: <laughs> you lose. <laughs> um, well. Welcome to all the uh, youth pastors who are listening to us. It only took us half an hour to get to Necrophilia, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a record for us. Um, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, so there's something else I want to mention before we before we get into anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> do you remember back in I think it was June when we were preparing for this pod, mm-hmm. and we were at that bar, what, what what was it? It was, um, in Glenview. Yeah. The one in Glenview where mm-hmm. we were working outside and, and then this like drunk guy came up to us and was like talking to us. And we said that we were like working on a podcast is <laughs> about ska. Do you remember this?
2: Uh-huh.
0: I do remember this. And, and that he, he was like saying a whole bunch of nonsense and that he, <laughs> he said he wanted to write something down in my notebook
1: <laughs> you have that <laughs> yes do you, remember, do you remember this i i remember him writing it i do not remember what he said yeah it it doesn't make it
0: like there's one word i can't really uh that doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense but okay. <clears throat> he said ska has been the only revolutionary tunes of the folks who know who know how to detail the times that couldn't dovetail to the blues
1: ska. <laughs> I also like to end my sentences with ska. Um, yeah. Well, shout out to that dude. Cause he was clearly drunk, but that was, he was pretty, um, he, was, he was hammered. Yeah. He, that, that's an impressive uh, series of words to string together for somebody in his state. So,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, he's a right, killer. That- <laughs> yeah was was he a serial killer
1: yeah. yes yes
0: <laughs> um yes his name was and that man's name
1: earl nelson <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well i enjoyed yeah. that game well yes done.
0: yes um don't worry i have uh i have some more games in oh store for you All right. um so if you have some game ideas that you'd like mm. us to play send them our send them our way yeah. Um, if you don't like us talking about serial killers, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't, that, yeah, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> we're going to, it's going to be well-traveled road for us. Um, so serial killers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, just because we're going to be making puns doesn't mean that they all need to be good. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, John, is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, before we get to talking about them upbeats
1: and beatdowns? I don't think so. I mean, we should uh, give a little bit of background and intro to the band, but maybe we do that as part of getting into the album.
0: Sure. Yeah. Why don't we do that? So <clears throat> why don't we take a break? Because I need to Sounds get some good. more. I need to get some more water, mm-hmm. and then when we come back, we will. Talk about up. We will pick it up. We will talk about Upbeats and Beatdowns by the worst band out of Colorado, Five Grand <laughs> Frenzy. Yeah.
2: Well, our stands with heart yeah. in hand to sing their anthem proudly. Voices raised to sing their praise of their hollow country. do the let's talk afraid of whom is the top of the tree. All
0: right, we're back. Yeah. And we are talking Upbeats and Beatdowns. Um, but before we get there, John, another segment that we're introducing into this season is the
1: five. The five. <clears throat> the five. I got a little cool sound effect there.
0: Yeah, we'll uh. Whitch, be, the five. It'll be it'll be echoey. Uh-huh. It'll be it'll be deep, and it'll be like the five.
1: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> explosion
0: Explosion for some reason.
1: Yeah, if anybody wants to make that first, feel free. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the five is going to be is essentially five things that we individually think are noteworthy from the era that the album came out or the year the album came out. So this came out in – it was recorded in 1996, but I think – did it come out in 97, though?
1: Well, I believe it was initially released in November 96 <clears throat> right. and then released uh, more widely in 97.
0: Yeah, so and I think that's why we talked about kind of doing kind of a broad, like, yeah. we can talk about 96 and 97 for yeah. our five. Yeah. So, I don't know, we might have some crossover, but um, what... What did you, uh, what, what do you have for, what do you have for your five?
1: Should we for, trade back and forth? We'll go back items? and forth. Yeah. We'll go okay. back and forth. Well, <laughs> I'm very curious to see your list. Cause I stuck very personal <laughs> versus like broad social <laughs> things. No, that's totally um, fine. Okay. So 96 to 97, that was my first year I started Christian school. Uh, I began at Minnehaha Academy the high school of the Covenant Church, which uh, Andrew and I used to share as a church. Um, And it was an interesting time. I was uh, much more confronted with uh, some of that Christian culture that we talked about. And I also had um, James Eha hair, which I've talked about this on mic or not before, but uh, James Eha from the Smashing Pumpkins had like, black yellow black yellow streaks and uh i rocked that in my long eighth grade hair and how
0: how did we never talk about that i feel like i brought it up at some point no you did Um, not we've talked about you having a mullet we've (laughs) talked we've talked about having frosted tips
1: I've, yeah, my hair has been on a real journey. Uh, um, bro, same. Same-sies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was uh, – I felt, like, so proud and cool about that. And um, people called me a skunk and <laughs> a bumblebee. Uh, how, how long did it last? I mean, until the yellow turned brown. <laughs> so, while. <wow>. Woof. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a cool look. So, that, that was what was going on for me then. <laughs>
3: Well,
0: um, okay. So I, I started a little bit more general. <laughs> I figured you might. So do you, so. Okay. How about? Okay, you started personal. Should I start personal then? Sure. Um, all right. So I. So you're 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 a year ahead of me. So I started eighth grade. It was the first year at a brand new. Uh, our our middle school was just rebuilt, and so it was a brand new. Uh, school and it was everything was really nice and so, so one one thing I did I was in is in drama class. This is an embarrassing story and I think I, start. I I teased it last season and I felt like maybe <laughs> we'll talk about this in the Five Iron podcast. i can't wait. So we had this drama. It was an assignment where we needed to pick a a, a piece of music. And then act out a scene that was not necessarily related to the music, but sort of like set up a vibe
3: mm-hmm. to
0: a scene that you were going to to act out. Okay. And like somebody, one of the girls in the class, she had some song playing while she was like waking up and like starting her day and going about doing things. Just sort of like um, – acting exercise I guess to kind of Mm -hmm. use the music to paint a picture so to speak so I chose combat chuck (laughs) awesome (laughs) and so my my idea was I'm a superhero and um I'm and there's somebody who needs me and I'm a secret superhero and so I somebody calls me and I I jump and I go and I save them and it was very poorly thought out sounds good uh, but uh and i thought well i'll use combat chuck because that's sort of it's sort of a superhero i sure. guess <laughs> and it it was very short and uh i just wanted to work in five iron somehow
1: <laughs> was it uh well received standing out
0: <laughs> of course yeah um <laughs>
1: Single tear rolling down the teacher's face. Yeah,
0: she was. She was so proud. Uh, she she handed over the reins to the class. She's like, like There's nothing you, more to teach. <laughs> you you you've made me proud. Uh, I I I think back to this and I'm very embarrassed. That
1: sounds like all drama experience ever for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, like oh man, this is gonna be so deep and like just everybody's gonna be like, oh yeah, I totally get it. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's like here's this like really kind of fast ska song about this. <laughs> Starts off with "Hey everybody, this is Combat Chuck." Like, what the fuck are you talking, oh, yeah. talking about? What Did was you like with- lip
1: sync along to that part?
0: No, I didn't. Okay, no, but no. yeah, this and this is also my brother's CD that I was borrowing to. Perfect.
1: Uh, yeah, he's got get him on the pod this season. He's got to get on this one.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get <laughs> we'll have to get him on the pod. Um, all right. So, what's your? What, so I went more personal that one. So, what's your? Uh, What's your second?
1: This one is uh, a lot more general to society. I got my first bass.
0: Oh, snap. 96 to 97.
1: I picked up the bass guitar and learned some tunes. I found myself, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really in any kind of proper band for a while, but I did spend many hours playing along to songs that I loved, including by mxpx and five iron and nice. uh yeah it was the beginning of a beautiful journey
0: so. what uh what do you remember your first five iron song that you i'm assuming chick magnet was the first one you played by
1: <laughs> i think so next, um MXPX. i'll get to it i'll get oh, to it when we get to the oh, album
0: oh shit oh shit
1: <laughs> it's a little that's what they call clickbait in the biz <laughs> 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 little tease It's 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 clickbait when
0: you're like an hour and a half into a podcast
1: yeah yeah that's what <laughs> we're going to Post as the you'll never believe what's in this episode. <laughs> okay, John got a bass.
0: <laughs> so this is also I don't know if this is embarrassing or gives me some sort of um I don't know what I don't know what this is but um also in this this year, uh, Good Burger was released in theaters. <laughs> the uh all that sketch. Based around Keenan and Kel characters. Yes. Um, hey, Jenny.
1: My wife has walked through the room to get some chips. Smart.
0: Smart. <laughs> um, smart. So I saw Good Burger in theaters. Of course. Um, I definitely think I've talked about this on the on the pod before. <laughs> I don't
1: remember this, but
0: continue. No. Okay. Well, here is something else. That I didn't remember until recently. Did you remember that less than Jake recorded a song mm-hmm. "We're All Dudes" with Kel Mitchell?
1: <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I never saw a good burger. Off the back. Yeah. This song
3: rigid rules.
1: A I do remember that. Um, I'm gonna <clears throat> shout out a friend of the pod, Tyler Day, who's been on a previous up before. Boom, and he texted me saying um talking about his his daughter she picked out good burger without any prompting tonight so i'm feeling like i did right by my kids right about now wow he said um it's so clear that keenan is a comic genius and i responded guess what i've never seen it and he said this is your worst one yet (laughs) um (laughs) your worst your worst take or your Yes, just worst uh, having missed something that was important to him. Now I said I was fourteen when it came out, so I guess I was a little too old. But for thirteen-year-old Andrew, he was in the theater, so this is no excuse for me. Uh, I never I, caught Good Burger, you, but I do remember that song.
0: You, did you? But did you grow up on Nickelodeon? That's the other thing.
1: I did, but I feel like all that was kind of like. After my time, I was more of like a roundhouse, dude. <laughs> do you have a roundhouse? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> that was the original SNICK lineup. Of course. You
0: had your Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. You had... Ren and your, Stimpy? You ran in, no, ran, uh, it was Roundhouse, then Ren and Stimpy, and then okay. Are You Afraid of the Dark?
1: Oh, God. What a perfect two hours. <laughs> so dude, wonderful. Are you,
0: dude, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? They're coming out with an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie.
1: Oh, I am ready for that.
0: We, and we still... And did or did we not miss the Scary Stories movie?
1: Did that come out? It did come out. came out at Halloween. Did you see it? Um, It's on reserve at the library. (laughs) Nice. I still need to, I might need to look it
0: up on Amazon or something.
1: I also saw the Scary Stories uh, documentary, um, which is available (laughs) digitally for rental. Our boy
0: boy Alvin Schwartz.
1: A Minneapolis resident. Um, Still? Is he alive still? I don't know. It's a mystery. We've got to find him. Uh, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. so from Good Burger to <laughs> Alvin uh, Schwartz.
1: That, that song is great. Well done. Thanks for bringing it up. You're welcome. Was that the end of that chapter?
0: Yes. That was that was my number two.
1: Okay. Well, moving from one important piece of cinematic history to Come my on. number three. <laughs> Naturally. Which is that I took my first film class. Um it was like a an after school class with this guy who was like a local director um, but long time listeners of the show know that i I love films and uh, i'm I'm just biting um, for, for sure this is this is gonna be another uh ongoing motif for new listeners of the show is <laughs> you talking you two to me uh are you talking, are you talking i am Remy references abound um yep <clears throat> yes i love films uh it was formative for me and that uh those not, mo- uh, not, not movies not movies no, so much no 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 if we're talking about like popcorn blockbusters you can forget yeah. it i'm forget talking it. films buddy um, scorsese that's right <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Scorsese, The Irishman, yep. masterpiece. Three and a half hours. Yep. Do it.
0: <laughs> yep, it was very, it was very good. So oh good. Um, so one of the things that I feel like somebody, I, I saw somebody write about it, is that it is, it is not only is it a, a masterpiece, but it's also a perfect Netflix mm. film because three and a half hours is long and. And so I was seeing that some people were saying if they had to watch it in a theater, it might have made this, the the watching experience a little bit more difficult because it's easier to like get up and go to the bathroom and then like kind of come back to it and not just have to sit in in place for three and a half hours. I'm not sure how you did it, but like... Guess I, what,
1: bro? You Just you know, like you I saw, saw Good Burger in the theater, I saw it in a the theater.
0: You saw it in the theater?
1: That's right. Damn, you're legit, bro. Cinema points. Um, no, I was really, I mean, part of why I wanted to see it in theater was like, I wanted it to be an interrupted experience. I wanted to sit and not be tempted to get up or look at my phone or any of that. So Damn. anyway, this well, speak, is brought to you by Netflix. Speaking uh, of speaking of cinematic moments, uh-huh.
0: my, my number three, 1997, Star Wars released the special oh, editions yeah. in theaters. So I that got shit. I got my first chance to see Star Wars on the big screen yeah, when same. when when I was 13, which is the best way to ever see a Star Wars film. As anybody who knows me knows, I don't have any love for the special editions. No. Uh, but that's a that's a long conversation.
1: Have you um, followed the um, – so they redid a new version of Han Shot First for the Disney Plus version? Yeah. <laughs> And um what's his name? Grotto, Greedo. Grito. What the fuck? Grotto. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, Grouch- Groucho Marx. You Groucho know. Marx. Grito. And this one goes mccloskey and then <laughs> t- shoots him. Uh, anyway, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, that's great. So Star wait, Wars. What,
0: what they they make they make. Well,
1: the the version so can, that they can we use. Just, can we
0: just can we just get on the same page here? <laughs> the it's, version. It's, <laughs> Go ahead. It's, a, it's it the whole the whole concept of Han shot first is bullshit because Greedo didn't shoot at all because Han murdered Greedo. There was no first. It was Han shot only. Period. He just, yeah. he just straight up murders Brito. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, and it's also not how guns work where <laughs> you just like, Oh, I'm Han shot me. And then I shoot him back. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joel Georgie Porgy Lucas did not like that later. And, kept messing with it and all these re-releases where they would shoot at the same time or Greedo would shoot him first, whatever. So I believe how
0: Han moves his head, right? Yeah. It's stupid. you know, (laughs) you know, he, because he can, he has, his reflexes are amazing.
1: Right. (laughs) Um, But in this new version, I think they shoot at the same time or maybe like Greedo definitely shoots at him, but I think Han maybe shoots earlier, whatever. But the point is they added in this new piece of dialogue where (laughs) Greedo says something to him before on shoots, which is like supposedly an insult or something, but he goes <laughs> it's just like some weird word. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, he, can't, he
0: can't leave well enough alone. No, no.
1: Um,
0: what a what a jackass!
1: <laughs> you psyched for Rise of Skywalker?
0: Absolutely, I am, Same. and I am not. I don't know. Um, but the more I've, the more I watched, uh the last Jedi, the more I enjoy it, the more I like it. Yeah. Um I'm really bored by the conversations about people who don't like the last Jedi. It's, it's well-traveled road. Your, Mm -hmm. your opinions bore me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Co-sign. Um, all right. Any more Star Wars thoughts?
0: Uh, no. (laughs) What's your,
1: what's your four? All right. Now I'm moving, I'm moving on from cinema to music and, okay. For this, I'm sticking just with 96 releases because there's too much music in those couple of years that formed me as a human deeply. Sure. Um, and I think I touched on all these uh, in our first go-round with MXPX, but just briefly, I chose just five from that year that uh, are very important to me. You got Life in General, Uh-oh. MXPX. You got Pinkerton, Weezer. You got Odile from Beck. Johnny Cash's Unchained, uh, come back on American Records and uh, Destruction by Definition by the Suicide Machines. Those were those were a big five for me. <laughs> um, so kind
0: of piggybacking off of um, piggybacking off of that. One of the things I uh, had for my five was huge. Uh, how big ska was and how many big releases were in '96 and '97.
2: So
1: um,
0: many. 96, we had the final Sublime album, Turn the Radio Off by Real Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, sellout was huge in 97, and the yeah. the album was certified gold in 97. Um, Destruction by Definition by Suicide Machines, of course. Losing Streak by Less Than Jake. Uh, Goldfinger's debut record um, in 97. Both upbeats and beatdowns and our newest album ever came out. Mind um, by, by Boston's Let's Face It. Let's Face It. Um, Let's face it. <laughs> fuck you man <laughs> uh, or should I say Smash Mouth's Fush You Mang which came out yes. in 97 mm-hmm. Fury of the Aquabats uh, Supertone Strike Back Evil Doers Beware by Mustard Plug Say Ferris it's so uh, much It's so much it was so concentrated with Ska in 96 and 97 um, beautiful time and that uh, Destruction by Definition ra- record I still spin that constantly so good so good the one thing that I'm I'm glad and and I, this might be have to be a, a larger conversation at another point. Maybe we mm. will. Maybe we can talk about it with um Leonore or somebody else in in the ska in the ska scene, sure. what they what they remember. But uh this was the case for the suicide machines and and real big fish in some of their albums. They used the F word the the gay slur f word um mm. uh in the vans the van song, yeah, that whole you're, song in general
1: is, is questionable, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know the you're just like a club f wearing yeah. doc martins and and out of curiosity, I looked up a live video to see like do they still perform that song, but uh now they just say. Uh, you're just like a club kid wearing Doc Martens, which is like it's totally. I mean, that could have been the original lyric to begin with, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And Real Big Fish also has a um, another you know uh, gay slur in in one of their songs, and I tried to find a live video, and and they and they still do it, but they don't. They do it from the the perspective of a a person who is an asshole, so they're using it as Sure. It's not in the same way that suicide machines was using it as like them calling that person that, but it's still like, you know, maybe, maybe just don't, maybe (laughs) just don't say it. So, (laughs) you know, I want to, I want to talk to somebody about how obviously, you know, there was ska against racism and it was supposed to be a, a scene that was a kind of a unifying scene, but I'm curious about like, what sort of gay culture what there was within the ska scene if whether or not queer people felt accepted or safe within the ska scene yeah yeah especially Uh, if people were using the f word in their in their songs if that was like you know the queer queer fan base wasn't feeling it
1: right you know who has some interesting things to say about using uh slurs the lgbt community and then going back and reevaluating it's five iron frenzy yeah we will get there eventually
0: yeah but, uh, uh talking about uh mr fahrenheit fahrenheit yeah yeah um so what's your what's your final one all right
1: all right closing it all out bringing it home
0: boom land this plane
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> we had a station in the twin cities which i think is now like 93x or whatever but at the time, it was called 93.7, The Edge, playing alternative Ooh. music. And on Sunday nights, you had Under the Edge, where oh, they played shit. underground and indie songs. Oh, shit. And all kinds of good stuff on that show. But in 96, that was the first place where I heard The Old West, the song that we will hear shortly from Five Irons Up, Beat Speed record. And uh, it kind of blew my mind. It was one of many songs played on the show that I recorded onto a mixtape and like became super important to me, but that's how I, I found out about them through a completely non uh, Christian means and uh, amazing. So shout out to under the edge.
0: Um, shout out to the current uh, yeah. still the, if if you, everybody should be listening to the current, you can stream the current. Um, I'm, I'm still actively discovering for fans. Sure. On the radio in 2019, because of yeah. the current, which is an For amazing sure. thing to me.
1: The Twin Cities has a ridiculous wealth of good radio stations, which is a reflection of the good music scene up there. But yeah, yeah some of the folks were at the Edge, then went to Rev 105, who now a lot of those folks are at the Current. So anyway, yeah. we'll do our Twin Cities radio station pod another time. But um, yeah,
0: yeah, shout out, um, shout out to also uh, the Message, which is like a, a hip hop. Um, mm. uh, show that they do on the current too.
1: Yeah, cool. Just great.
0: I'm into it. Um, this is <laughs> you closed yours out so perfectly with like a great transition. Uh-huh. Mine, my last one.
1: <laughs> I can't
0: wait. Is, uh, Nintendo sixty four? Well, did I released in September ninety six? Ooh, big um, moment! Holy shit! Uh, that you know you look back twenty three years ago. And the graphics are super questionable. Uh Uh, The 3D rendering was a big deal at the time.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: But it doesn't hold up as much. But it was a huge deal at the time. Yeah. Um, Mario Kart 64 and GoldenEye were released in 97. And for the next five years at least... um, so much of my video game playing was, um, were those games and sure. um, Ocarina of Time, which I think the Zelda game, I think that came out in 98. But during my junior year of high school, me and a buddy would take our school lunches, styrofoam trays and all, to my car and drive home to my house mm-hmm. to play Mario Kart.
1: That <laughs> sounds wonderful.
0: So we were just like... We just wanted to get out of school. And so we go home and put on battle mode and eat our school lunches and then go back and just go back to school.
1: (laughs) That was wonderful. You were allowed to do that?
0: Yeah. We could, we had off campus lunches. Like if we wanted to, if we want, uh, wanted to go out,
1: we could. When you go out. You eat mashed potatoes. You get yes. hit by cars.
0: We, we we ate mashed potatoes, but we didn't get hit by cars. Okay,
1: good. Only Mario
0: Kart cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't get hit by them. We popped each other's balloons. Right, right. Which right. is not a euphemism, so to speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, hey, I, was, quit I was
0: popping my balloons <laughs> here, buddy.
1: Hey, hey, that's my balloon over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're popping my balloons, a uh, gabagool. The Irishman now on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, a scene. That yeah, was, that was uh, my favorite Robert that was Niro my, scene. I loved Pacino, and he's like, There's asshole who's gonna pop my balloons. The Union is gonna <laughs> pop my balloons.
0: And and Joe Pesci comes in, he's like, Hey, you're popping my balloons over here.
1: That was a good Pesci. That reminded <laughs> no, me of that, um, <laughs> that ter- sketch <laughs> on SNL, where he was like, hey, It's the Joe Pesci show. I got no. my cup. Oh, man. No, I don't Google it. <laughs> Gotta Google it. <laughs> Oh uh, boy. Got you got my Google, Google it. Got my Google
0: Google it. That's Man, great. Good. Good was, stuff. <laughs> this, is, this is great podcast
1: material. More like Scabagool, am I right? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right, so that's been the 5
0: Four. I'm, t- I'm trying tried to think of more uh more <laughs> ska <laughs> puns with um uh, with with the owl owl. Um, Al, Al Pacino, I've got nothing. All right, That's let's move good. on. No, it was terrible.
1: <laughs> Scott Burt De Niro, obviously. <laughs> Nailed it. Martin scarstacy <laughs> Could go all day.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. All right. So why don't we move into, um, and so here's for people who are new, for mm. people who are new here. Um, um, why don't we why don't we actually talk about the band a little bit? Huh, um, what a weird idea. <laughs> no, I was going to say I was going to say let's get into the album. But why don't we just talk about the band a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. I I revealed an important piece of information in the previous segment, but Andrew, I have a really important question for you. Yeah. When did you first hear of Five Iron Frenzy? <laughs> um, so I think I first heard of
0: Five Iron Frenzy through my brother brian i think he i think i first heard ska through him i know he definitely had upbeats and beatdowns as i alluded to that i borrowed his his cd to play my to play combat chuck in my theater class or my Mm -hmm. drama class um but yeah he um so i think It was either him or my cousin, my cousin Justin, who had the OC Supertones. So it might have actually been um, my cousin Justin, who uh, who had the Supertones uh, Adventures um, of the OC Supertones. Um, And then, uh, but then I think it had to have been my my brother who I first heard Five Iron through. But like a lot of those. I don't, I don't have like a particular five, five iron moment. Actually. I just, I have like these, I have like these memory, like like kind of like scattered memories, but, um, but I do have, I do have a first five iron show Mm. memory. Um, I don't know if we want to reveal that later (laughs) or
1: whenever you feel called to,
0: okay. Well, it's, it's a very anticlimactic thing because <laughs> I went to see them for the first time and I bought a 5-iron hoodie. Mm. Um, but for whatever reason, I was super sick and then spent the entire 5-iron show outside throwing up in the bushes. Oh, man,
1: that sucks. But,
0: so I missed it. It was my brother and John Ecker, who mm. we also need to get him on the pod. Yeah, he should. Yeah, but um, so I, and I was so sad. I asked him how the show was and he said it was terrible. And... <laughs> <laughs> but he was lying to uh, make me to
1: make me feel better that's nice good big brother <coughs> yeah, yeah I heard um I heard old wed for old west first old, as I said old wed old wed song about getting married New York City <laughs> get the rope <laughs> um listen to one of our previous ups for like an hour riffing on picante <laughs> commercials <laughs> um, but then I heard fistful of sand uh, yeah. from our newest album ever on a comp um. Later. And I was like, this band needs immediate investigation by me. Cause I'd already liked the one song. And then I heard that one. And... Are you sure it
0: wasn't uh, a flowery song or dandelions? Hey, I like those songs. I stand those songs. I'm, um, not, I'm not saying I was, I'm just saying that those were the songs that I feel like yeah, yeah, were, yeah. were on so many comps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And I think this was another, like, well, I don't know. We'll get into this a little bit too, but I think it was even like a non Christian comp. I think it was just like, a bunch of ska punk music and um that song is still one of my very faves of theirs so um yes so five iron frenzy they started in 1995 yep in denver um as we've alluded to a bit they always played a mix of christian venues and non-christian venues and were kind of pretty solidly straddling both those worlds in a way that not a ton of christian bands were i think that's fair
0: um, I, I mean, I feel like MXPX did that pretty well.
1: Yes. I mean, how could I overlook our boys? But I think there's a reason that we're drawn to those bands to talk about is because they were yeah. doing something interesting. and.
0: Um, well, they didn't. They also, like, not to dismiss, like, the Supertones or anything, but, you know, I didn't go to a an MXPX show or a Five Iron show and then, and then hear the gospel,
1: you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And they would play worship songs for their encore. Sure. Which we could address at some point. They don't do that anymore. Um, but as we talked about on this pod before, um, their lyrics always really addressed issues of justice. I think they were really one of my first kind of like, um, artists really wrestling with issues of, of social justice. Um, and like I said, the first song I heard was about genocide and, right. Um, You know, they always felt like a band that talked about, you know, a place where it was okay to question and probe. Um, They were funny, but they were still sincere in their faith and their outlook. And I think what was noticeable is like they were very thoughtful. They weren't just spouting the Christian music company line. And that, um, like MXPX, was like a a place for me to feel comfortable. Um, So I always appreciated that about them.
0: I also really appreciated. The difference in their in their lyrics like you said the message of of justice but also they weren't saying everything that christians do is right or they weren't like endorsing all things christianity most of the songs that are that where they talk about faith it's kind of pushing back on the christian status quo
1: yeah
0: you know they're 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 saying we we can do better and don't i'm not going to associate my faith with nationalism yeah not going to um associate my you know my faith with materialism you know it's they were it was bigger their faith was bigger than yep than, and and then just you know something shallow and and that was immediately uh yep. important
1: yeah, I think, um, you know, from as a kid in whatever, 96, 97, who had James E. Ha hair and um, felt constant anxiety, uh, a lot has changed <laughs> except for the James E. Ha hair. Um, the, uh, you know, from both the standpoint of being like a punk or somebody trying to identify with the punk scene and trying to fit in and feeling insecure and being in the Christian world... Um, and feeling a little insecure about that, like their lyrics and their point of view were a real lifeline and comfort, I think. It was like, oh, they kind of get the struggle from both sides, which uh, they address in, you know, songs like Cool Enough for You and other songs that um, meant a lot to me, so.
0: Right. So they uh, there's this long oral history article about, about Five Iron that you can find online, and I think it was a, a Colorado-based publication if i if i remember i I don't have it pulled up but Mm -hmm. they reese talks about his his first show that they played as five iron um which was april 17th 1995 okay and it was at this uh a coffee house that a church had and um so he says Leonora's first show, I think she played at the fourth show, Dennis played the next show after that, our third show, we were opening for MXPX. Wow. Um, and I'm just thinking, can you imagine being around at that t- at that era?
2: Uh-huh.
0: The teenage politics era, the early days of MXPX. Mm. Exploring their sound,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: just got. They just started playing with Tom. The early days of Five Iron. Um, they probably had just come off of recording Teenage Politics because mm-hmm. they recorded Teenage Politics in April of ninety-five. Mm-hmm. So, what an amazing time! What a beautiful yeah. time!
1: A- <laughs> that, April, that of, beautiful.
0: April, April of April ninety-five
1: was it? I'm into it. Um, should we run down the list of band members real quick? Hit me. You got Reese Roper oh. on those lead vocals. Micah or, Ortega.
0: Uh, or according to the, um, if we're going to go off the liner notes, uh-huh. um, he's kitty and vocals. Okay.
1: <laughs> kitty doggy. Um, we got Micah Ortega, rocking uh, guitar and vocals. And sheep. And cheap. Andy Verdecchio, drums and vocals. Um, other birdie. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, Nathaniel Brad Dunham on trumpet. Um, sloth and background <laughs> vocals. I can relate. He played the trumpet and uh, I feel like a sloth. I played trumpet too. Uh, Dennis Culp, trombone and vocals. And he's the uh, original birdie. Okay. Uh, Leonore, Jeff, the girl, Ortega, saxophone and vocals, and fungus. <laughs> Why is there pretty an animal, but she's a fungus? I don't I have no idea. <laughs> Scott Kerr on guitar and vocals, uh, monkey. <laughs> sure. Uh, then the timeline gets a little funky, but Keith Harrig on bass. <laughs> um, log, log. <laughs> so basically, Scott was in the band from 95 to 98, um, aka the golden years for me. Um, He came back in 2011 and now plays bass in the band. Um, But he had a lot to do with their early sound and wrote a lot of their music. Um, And I kind of, I mean, I stayed with them the whole time. I listened to all the albums, but I kind of, and here's where people might get upset. Controversy. <laughs> Some controversy. I only really loved the first two albums and the first DP. Um, so that's basically all the 90s stuff, the Scott Kerr era. But, you know, I'm – there was a lot of MXPX stuff that I didn't know about because I kind of fell off, and it was right. a real joy to go back during our show. and. Bro. Did you, I mean,
0: where would you be without like recognizing how
1: amazing Panic is? For real. It's like a very important record to me now. It's um, such a good record. It's so good. And there's a bunch of other stuff of theirs that I hadn't heard that I really love now. So I'm looking forward to revisiting, um, to hearing some stuff I haven't heard in a long time or ever, maybe. Um, But so anyway, Scott, important to me. Uh, Sonny Johnston, who played in um, Ace Troubleshooter before that band we've talked about on the show. Right. Um, he replaced Scott 98 on the guitars and then um, Keith left in 2003. So those are the many members. Um, and I think that about does it, right? That gives us some good, some good context.
0: Yes. And, you know, I think we're going to, I mean, you give a lot of love to the 90s stuff. I, I don't want to, you know, get too ahead of ourselves, but between pavement and stars and engine of a million yeah. plots um I think are a lot stronger and mm. maybe less ska heavy, but they're stronger in 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 some ways than I feel yeah. like the, the early works are. But
1: <clears throat> let's yeah. not get too well,
0: too ahead of ourselves here.
1: Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is I mean I feel like there's this sort of existential existential question of like ska bands Post the ska boom of like ninety six, ninety seven, those years. Yeah, this for a while. The bands,
0: the bands that like gave up the ska and just like right. we're a rock band with horns. Right, exactly, and, and I think and then real big fish, less than uh, real big fish, and like the Boston's are like fuck you, we're still gonna, <laughs> we're still
1: gonna be. Ska for life, yeah, picking it up forever and ever. But I think, I, you know, as much as I understand that the Ska sound sort of went out of vogue, and as much as <laughs> telling people that we're doing a podcast about 90s Christian Ska <laughs> for the uninitiated is like the worst phrase ever for some <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> like, I I do, I feel sadness about the the shift from like a Ska sound to a rock band with horns, which I kind of feel like is what happened with Fiverr. And, and like I said, I could be wrong. I could stand corrected. I think you're right about those records and I'm eager to get into them more, but I do kind of, now it's kind of come back in vogue with this, you know, is there a f- fourth wave happening or not? But I feel like that's back. Don't say,
0: so. don't say that to Danny Leary.
1: No, I know it's a, uh, that's another uh, controversy. But, uh, Danny
0: uh, Leary of, um, um, Reliant K podcast.
1: That's right. Fame. Uh, possible crossover up coming in the future.
0: <clears throat> yes, uh, uh, mark? yes, we are going to do a a crossover episode with the Sadie Hawkins pod. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, didn't didn't drop the name of the pod. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins pod. Track by track podcast of Reliant K. Uh, Reliant K does have a a song, a kind of joke song about five iron. So, we are going to do a crossover up with them at some point. um Danny Leary does this uh podcast with his wife, Jess, who is like my pseudo um podcast bestie because <laughs> of how much we cross over with like our love of weird al ah I love it yeah i'm super I'm super like uh every time she brings up weird al I'm like Yes, there's somebody else doing a Christian podcast <laughs> <laughs> who also talks about Weird Al too much. I love it. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yes, go listen. Go listen to them. Um, yes. But anyway, should we do this album? We should. Let's do All it, bro. Right. First track: Old West.
1: Yes. Woohoo!
0: Um, so something else we're going to do with this podcast is, um, we're going to do, we're going to, after we go through every song, um, we, we have a a top three, Mm -hmm. our top three songs, um, per album. album, per album. So, um,
1: uh, old West is my number two. Oh, it is also my number two, bro. Oh snap! <laughs> what if on five iron we're totally in sync with our? We're synced up with everything. I think. Um, I think that might happen with. I don't know. We'll see. Let's not. We'll I don't want to jinx it. Um, so here's the deal: this album rules. Uh, yes. <laughs> the song rules. Uh, spoiler: our newest album ever is probably my favorite. Um, but you know. That as would we go not, through,
0: that would not be uncommon.
1: No, no, no. But I, I kind of feel like this is the teenage politics to um, you know our newest album ever's life in general. Like it's a little more raw. It's a little more political at times. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I dig it hard. So, um, yeah. Same. I mean, it's it's just such a, uh, it's such a kind of mission statement about like we're a band that talks about justice. We're a band that talks about being critical of faith communities, like you said, up top Um, somebody who's clearly wrestling with like real theological issues and not being dismissive. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot in there.
0: (laughs) Well, also the very first song on their debut album talks about native American genocide. Right. Yeah. And that, I think, I feel like if that doesn't set the tone for the kind of band they are, I don't know what does. Right. And before they even get to, the lyrics reese has this little a couple paragraphs about yeah um the about manifest destiny and um using the name of jesus to justify slaughtering native americans Mm -hmm. so i mean um and also speaking of looking back on things and and uh and being a little critical, how do we feel about um, the use of the word engines in, in the lyrics is, is that, I mean, I know it's used as like a, yeah. as sort of like a, he's not using it as like a, right. I think this is an okay thing to say, but it, but yeah. as like a, a, a third party is referring to them.
1: Yes. Cause the next line is, Let's rape, let's kill, let's steal. So, I think he's in that character mindset. Right, 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 right. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you'd think twice about using it today versus then. I don't know. Uh, I
0: but, think so. Uh, yeah, twenty nineteen, um, because he uses it twice.
1: Yeah, but it's it's pretty hardcore. I mean, I yeah. remember distinctly as a thirteen-year-old when the the second verse ends with if they don't believe me, we'll put a bullet in their brains and just being like, wow, (laughs) like these guys are not holding back. Um, My favorite line is, um,
0: my motives are all selfish. I'm a cannon brimmed with powder. If -hmm. people don't believe me, I'll just beat them and yell louder. I I mean, mean, if that's, if that's not 2019 right now, I was just going to say,
1: it seems very relevant. Um, Yes. The world needs five iron.
0: Uh, there's there's this comic. It was a New Yorker comic. I think from a few years ago. That it it was a a kind of a game show set. Um, where uh, the host is. It looks like kind of like a um, Jeopardy kind of uh, setup mm-hmm. where there are three different contestants behind the podiums and the and the host is saying. Uh, I'm sorry, Mary, y- your answer was correct. Um, but John shouted his wrong answer loudly. So he gets the uh, points.
1: It's like almost funny, but mainly just makes me want to weep. Um, yep. yep. <clears throat> so, um, yes, very much all that I should say, just to give some context for the album. Um, so this was released on five minute walk, uh, which was a Bay area label. Talking about your walk, bro. That's right. My talking about your, your, your walk with the Lord. That's, that's the one I think probably the W's are like maybe the only other noteworthy band on that label. <laughs> um, yeah. From my research, but um, <laughs> they were distributed by Diamante as we've talked about um, and also distributed by tooth and nail. And uh, yes, as you mentioned, you can go back and listen to our Jason Hawking i episode to learn much more about the ins and outs of that. Um, but and it was uh, produced by Masaki Lu, who did almost all of the Five Iron albums. Right. Um so that's uh that's where we're at with this album.
0: Yeah. Um if you Google five minute walk, you do not immediately get the no defunct uh <laughs> defunct record label. Right. Uh, uh but I'm trying to see who else Oh well, Brave Saint Saturn was on there. Sure. Um, and Roper. Yes. Um,
1: Both spinoffs uh, that we'll get to eventually.
0: Yeah, we will. We will get there. Uh, so, oh, Smiley Kids.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I've heard you talk about them. I don't know them super well, but Fillmore. Sure. Yeah. All right. So maybe I was being a little reductive, but
0: no. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's kind of fair. No one no one is like, oh man, Fillmore. Let's do a Fillmore podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't know. More is coming, coming soon. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's the Old West. It rolls.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's it's my number two. So let's uh, let's move on to where zero meets fifteen. so we're not uh, quite to the course but we'll just keep listening here sure. <laughs> zero meets 15 Big it. this is yeah this is a it's a great song uh immediately going from one song to about genocide to being like somebody who's like i want to do the best i can i want to um sincerely help people but like
3: you know he
0: says how can i ever save the world on cup of soup and student loans yeah you know it's like like it's 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 he's like it's an impossible task. Um yeah. you know, it in just feeling helpless, sort of like like I know what I'm called to do as a Christian. How where do I even start? Right.
1: Yeah, I think I think what I responded to it um to about it as a kid and still do now is kinda like the self wrestling aspect of it. The yeah feeling overwhelmed at the enormity of poverty. Um and sometimes it's maybe like a little patronizing about these uh, figures he paints, but like it's certainly self critical too. Um, and yeah, I just think that that kind of wrestling is still something anybody who is striving to do, I don't know, acts of justice, acts of good, but feeling very overwhelmed at the state of things can still relate to. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, the ending kind of the pre-final chorus when that guitar comes back in i feel like that's really a classic five iron sound at the end there God, go. uh later yeah afraid, here we go do.
0: drums on so this good. song the drums on this song rule yeah the
1: <laughs> so good good job yeah. andy
0: andy killing it crushing it <laughs> that's right just yeah uh i'm i really love the driving the driving drums on this Yep. john am i cool enough for you yep could i be cooler
1: <laughs> probably
0: it's true on this
1: song uh, rules. Oh good. It's my number three. Oh, it's my number one. Oh, it's your number one. Okay. Yeah. I mean this is this might be my favorite iron song.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's a great, it's a really good song. I mean this this could I mean there it gets me pumped. The baseline just rules rules so much. So
1: good. So good. Um yeah I, I love <laughs> the music. I love the message, you know, yeah. kind of like what I was saying before, the idea of like, you know, for teens who are so looking for validation of what's cool. Right. Um, I think it's a real comfort and the idea of like that identity in God is unchanging, you know, for like a, a kid um, in a faith community. I think that's a really comforting concept. Um, and like, the last minute is maybe my favorite stretch of a five-iron song ever. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh huh. That slow buildup into the last chorus and then the double time. Yeah. I'm
2: going
1: crazy. into the ending, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's so wonderful. Yeah, so
2: oh,
1: great. Rules.
0: Yep. <laughs> but I, I think there's, uh, there's, you know, this album, Uh, the song rather uh, the message of musical purists and there's nothing that it makes me roll my eyes eyes harder than gatekeepers totally i just it just like oh you're not a it's like oh you're a fan of ska name every ska band ever
1: (laughs) name (laughs) if they're a serial killer or ska band member
0: (laughs) um John can't, so he's no. clearly not yeah. a. He's not a fan of ska.
1: Yeah, you take your Vespa home because you're a jerk.
0: Yeah, it's. I just. I hate. I hate that. That way of looking at anything. Yeah. It's like, well, if you need to prove to me something, I was like, fuck off. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, there, I saw somebody tweet something about like, about this, and it's like things that we enjoy aren't supposed to be stressful. So it's like, <laughs> right. if, if like someone's putting you on the spot to be like, prove to me that you enjoy this thing. Like, right. No, I don't, need to, <laughs> I don't need to prove you, sh- prove shit to you. Right. Yeah. Let's move on to Anthem. A few, unless you have anything else to say about cool enough for you. No, sounds good.
2: A nation stands with heart in hand To sing their anthem proudly Voices raised to sing their praise Of their hollow country (laughs) (laughs) Homeless, afraid of freedom.
0: Yeah. Other than, other than MXPX at this time, Mm -hmm. who was subverting what Christian artist was like subverting the, uh, the idea of like what patriotism (laughs) meant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Certainly from the like explicitly Christian music world. uh, That's a, that's a short list. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, these are some of my favorites and most impactful five iron lyrics ever. Um I can't fall anymore for your silver tongue song. <laughs> that's pretty awesome.
0: Boom. Uh
1: yeah, just like contrasting freedom of Christ with the false freedom of the American myth. I mean, that's very like a uh, teenage politics territory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, yeah super into it. My uh I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but my <laughs> aim like AOL instant messenger nice. away message for a long time was I can't see red, white, and blue waving in the air. I don't hear the bombs bursting and I don't even care. <laughs> like a cool guy. Dude,
0: dude you're super cool. <laughs> I mean, we, we all had, um, really cool, uh, aim away messages. Yeah. I think probably a lot of mine were, um, fight club related. <laughs> at some, oh yeah. That <laughs> at sounds <some> right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, could a Christian artist, this time this time of our lives right now, like, you know, you posted that video of those gross evangelical <laughs> people at the White House being like, there's so much great stuff coming out of this White House. And right. I'm just like, and God is doing such great things here. And I'm just like, there are children dying yeah. in right. cages right now. Yep. And you're like lifting up God and this administration that just like really, really grosses me out. And I just want to hear, I just want to see, I would love to see more Christian music with these kinds of lyrics right now, because I just don't feel like, I mean, I didn't really feel like this was expected in 96. Right. And I, I don't know I, I don't know if I would expect it now because um I just feel like evangelicalism right now is is a cult of Trump and it has nothing to do with freedom in Christ or any of the things that Reese is talking about. You know, yeah justice for
1: um, non white people, essentially. Right marginalized marginalized like i think part of i mean part of why i was so grossed out by that video and why i posted it was like those aren't like fringe people those are like very mainstream um you know worship singer songwriters that are played in you know their songs are played in most mega churches or evangelical non-denominational churches each week and just like there needs to be some accountability, you know, wherever you stand for like somebody that nakedly um, aligning themselves with, um, you know, the powers and principalities. And like, I do think, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the show that like, I think the the very siloed worlds of music and of Christian music versus secular music of our youth is kind of gone now. So I think in that sense, there are, certainly Christian music artists who are talking about this stuff. um, But it's not as big a deal because it's not like, well, you broke out of the CCM contemporary Christian music world and you're taking this risk. It's like, there's little niche markets for each of them. Um, But it's still a, you know, that explicitly kind of CCM worship leader world. There's certainly not, um, this stuff going on so it's an interesting
0: i mean it's the only person that i that i could think of that was like some years ago that was explicitly christian and was explicitly talking about sort of an anti-nationalistic um sort of well we're kind of what we're talking about was Derek webb but now he's sure now he's an atheist. Yeah. Um, right. So, but, um, so I, I, I mean, he is a very, he's a very interesting, interesting person, but yeah. yeah, I guess you're to your point. Yeah. It's not, it's not, there's not like this siloed kind of thing going on necessarily anymore. Um yeah. There are some bands, I guess on tooth and nail that are silent planet is another, hmm. it's another, another, they're a, a metal band um and they talk about some pretty amazing amazing stuff yeah. um anyway um back to five iron yeah um let's move on to faking life uh, uh, uh. Your thoughts on this song?
1: This song begins a trifecta of songs on the album. Uh, this and the next two. I'm just kind of like, fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, dislike it, but it it's not um, not my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the couple songs on this record. If you're if you don't include um, the Amy Grant song. Um, uh-huh. That are not written. The lyrics aren't written by Reese. This was words by uh, lyrics by Leonor. I like the lyrics more than I actually like the music. Yeah, I agree. I I I, I guess it's also I just I don't really like the way Reese sings it.
1: Hmm. It's
0: it's just it's not sure. it doesn't uh, after those first four songs. It's just like I don't know. The song doesn't really do much for me. Unfortunately. Yeah, it would be interesting to talk. I got all the love in the world for Leonor, but this, it's, of um, course. Um,
1: um, it'll be interesting to talk to her or others in the band or whoever about why she never <coughs> did, um, any lead vocals on songs because Dennis does sometimes. Um, yes. And as we know, especially from, uh, the fast feeling, <sighs> folks are familiar with them. She can yeah, rock get some of
0: the vocals. Get it. Get uh, it. So. We are, we are going to talk that fast feeling.
1: Yes. So anyway, um, maybe she should have sung it.
0: Yep. Maybe Lear uh, uh, Reese should have just shut up.
1: <laughs> Solid. Yeah, I wasn't con- including that in my trifecta of songs, but that one is also fine. <laughs> this is my number one. <coughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> it, it it is not. When did you first hear of "Shut Up" by Fiverr and Frenzy? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> we should have that as our one of our soundboard go-tos <laughs> exactly yeah
0: uh danny stairs calls in Get up. <laughs> <laughs> all right perfect <laughs> now uh arnold and willis and mr drummond a five iron live staple You know, now I don't want to take Arnold and Willis and Mr. Drummond away from anybody. Sure. Um,
1: different strikes for different folks.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I like I like hearing this song live. It's it's. I mean, that intro gets me hype. Yeah. Where they
1: eventually end up, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah but it's it's it kind of goes with their their vibe. They're not. A, they're silly. They're irreverent. They have joke songs, as we yeah. will get to with you know the the uh, these are not my pants opera.
1: Can't wait for that. Yeah, um, epic.
0: <clears throat> I feel like we need to have our top three uh, pants just as songs. the pants songs. I think yeah. that's a good idea. <laughs> yep. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's 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 a it's a fine song musically. It amps me up more than like because I don't I don't care. I don't care about different strokes, no, but no, no. it's, it's a, it's a show of the time. And yeah, um, yeah, I doubt I, I, I'm curious if, if Reese, um, much like, you know, his blue comb, if he's just like, <laughs> I wish I had sung <laughs> about something else.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, about some artsy, what if he was singing about like, twin peaks or something <laughs> you would you would love him even more i would i would really like that <laughs> i feel lucky
2: This is
0: the probably most meh song on the record for me. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot for me. No. Um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty boring it's a pretty boring song.
1: Yeah. Even the lyrics are kinda like I don't know. It seems like kind of a weird thing to take a real stand about like you don't control things that happen. It's God, it's not luck. I'm like, sure, I don't know. I just I'm not real worked up about it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I uh I also disagree with that that as a, Mm. as a,
1: as a philosophy. Sure. What's the line from the matrix where he's like, there is no, there is no (laughs) spoon. That is one of them. Um, I know Kung Fu. Also. Um, (laughs) No, where he's like, do you believe you control your destiny or whatever? Um, He's like, I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my own future or whatever. I don't know. It's along those lines.
0: (laughs) That was a, that was a perfect Keanu. Um,
1: Whoa.
0: (laughs) nailed it anything else that you were going to say about that i remember sorry talking about neo
1: uh yeah i'm done with neo let's move on (laughs)
2: milestone oh shit oh shit
1: number one uh see it's a it's a real top three contender for me it doesn't quite make the cut how is that even possible i don't know but it rules so much hold on just one second <laughs> you you heard that part right I well yeah maybe now it's my number one uh, <laughs> You know, I reserve the right to call an audible and <laughs> make a change. <laughs> um, we'll see. I, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have in my notes. Love that opening. Let's open up that pit. <laughs> um, one, one hundo. Yeah, it's. I mean, that punk beat, then that bridge that you just played a little bit of rules. It's just, it's so fun, and I have sense memory of jumping in place to that ba uh, ba. Uh, Uh, yeah uh, at shows uh what a euphoric moment (laughs) let's go Uh, so good um i also really appreciate that it's another sort of like introspective self-critical song yeah
0: um what is economic status tell me what is race who decides
1: to classify taxonomy of grace I have that in my notes as heady because I don't <laughs> totally understand what that means, but it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, um, in that who, I guess who is, who, what is the
0: scale of who is worthy of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of grace? Like, is right. it, is it somebody who is rich? Is it somebody who is white, who gets totally. to determine who is, um, who's better than who?
1: For sure. Um, I just, I mean, the idea of like the taxonomy of grace, that sounds like a book your dad would write or something like it's very <laughs> <laughs> lofty theological ideas. Shout out uh, to Jay Phelan. Whoop. Uh Eschatology. <laughs> um, yeah. The line about like, I point the finger, but I can't take my own advice. It's just yep. another like, yeah, you know, man. Yeah. Uh, we're hypocrites. We are. There's
0: this, um, there's this coffee shop in St. Paul, um, I can't, I can't remember like what it's called, but they have uh, painted on the wall above the bathroom. Maybe you're wrong. Mm, yeah, it's like, I like that. Yeah, man. Just a nice <laughs> reminder that like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you don't know everything.
1: Yeah. I'm into that. Are you into this? Yep. You starting from the beginning or what? Yeah yeah (laughs) oh shit love this bass line
0: Bust Toss America.
1: My number three.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. I
1: was wondering if it was going to be this or a flowery song. That's a contender as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I have some complex thoughts about this one. Big Sondheim Sondheim fan. (laughs) I am. Um, Musical theater background. I think um, if it were just the verses milestone would beat this out um but the chorus once it kicks in and restarts singing and especially when we get to the west side story section it really takes it to the next level for me um but the verses are interesting you know so this is one where dennis is singing and he wrote the song and with it, sondheim yes i believe that that was a collab in person <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, so De-
0: dennis and S. sondheim in the, in the lyrics.
1: <laughs> one of the great uh, songwriting teams um, <laughs> but um, you know his his songs tend to be a little more conservative um, yes than Reese and it's critical of America but sometimes in a way that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> like America Gamora I'm like mm, am I with you there I don't know and the like you know stuff about lawyers and the law I mean I know legalistic people suck don't get me wrong uh <laughs> MXPX shout out, but <laughs> it's just, that's not the stuff about America that I'm like super worked up about, but I'm on board for the like consumerism media stuff for sure, right. um, and then once it gets to the like, you know, everything's free in America for a small fee in America, really riding that West Side Story wave to be like an overall um, critique of, again, sort of like nationalism and the empty promise. I'm like, I'm fully on board with this. Um, yeah. And that baseline, like you said, is pretty irresistible. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's,
0: I'm, I'm really on board for the most part until the second verse that sort of paints the, like the non-Christian or the godless person right, as right. lawless. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's like, that's just not, it's not true. It's like, if I, you know, I don't, I don't need the Bible or God, so therefore I'm gonna do a drive-by on your family. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that those are not those aren't the same things.
1: It's judgmental in a way that five Aaron is usually not. And right. It's interesting to go straight from what we were just saying about like pointing the finger at yourself and taxonomy of grace to like I don't need the Bible to tell me what to do. Like, but I just I don't know. It I could still be convinced, but like truly when it crescendos into the I want to be in America. It's yeah. just like, oh, this it really hits me in a good, yeah, good spot,
0: <laughs> yeah, this the other another Dennis song on our newest album ever um also kind of smacks of a little yeah. bit more conservative theology that I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm all for different voices on an album, but it just. Yeah. It it does feel a little a little out of place, um, but um, now on to a guy who <laughs> who's who's not so out of place who loves everybody.
3: Hey, everybody! This is Combat Chuck, and I love this song because it's about me.
1: yeah it's it's fine. it's fine <laughs> Yeah, us yep, that's what i have as well um did you know he's
0: either uh praising jesus or he's uh, he's making toast you know those, those, those couple things
1: <laughs> i like that uh okay do you know who combat chuck is
0: I, uh, I looked it up somewhere yes. and, and I did not write it down. I think that oh. yeah, cornerstone, was he a cornerstone guy?
1: Probably. Uh, his name is Sean Matthews. Uh, he played in the band pool, uh, which probably played cornerstone, but I know that they play, they toured with Goody hook and Stavesaker. Oh, nice. Um, he is also, this is the best part that I learned. The Banana Man from the Gody Hook cover. No. So, yeah, legendary dude. Dude, that's rad. Yeah. So, shout out to that guy. Seems like a, a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why? Uh. Why Chuck? Why combat Chuck? <laughs> I don't know. I think he even addresses that somewhere. Um. But like you, I uh, I bet we could get Chuck on the pod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Let's, let's 100% get combat Chuck on the pod. <laughs> <coughs> this, <laughs> this, hashtag is, goals. this is one of the, <laughs> the many times throughout this podcast, you will hear us reference, um, that we got to get someone on the
1: pod. <laughs> yeah. But, but this <laughs> sometimes time, sometimes those dreams come true. <laughs> um, we still got some, some, uh, MXPX, uh, Ajace characters that we may need to get on the pod at some point. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, Anything else you you want to say about Chuck? I don't think so. All right. Um, Now on to another underwhelming song. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it falls into that uh, second tier uh, category from this album for me, but it's fun. Uh, yeah,
0: I, and I'm not exactly sure who he's talking about. Like, who, who is he calling for unity with? You know, because yeah. he says, don't forget who we represent. Is, it, is he talking about, like, other Christian artists who are not, like, walking the walk or something?
1: Mm, it that could be I took it more to be again the sort of like critical of christian's thing of like you know the only Jesus this world's gonna see is the Jesus in you and me. that's an alliance like you know they'll know us by our actions rather than our talk, so like it's up to people who claim to follow Christ to be christ like in their actions That's more how I took it, and I guess you know christ like actions can be a subjective thing, so maybe it's more about like bands not cursing or whatever but i take it to mean more like are you living your life in a in a just way to people that kind of thing i don't know yep um, amalgamate
0: yep so you know when we talked with andy um at uh the show the in chicago the five iron mxpx show
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know, he was saying that they owned all of their all their music. Right. So we could do whatever we want, do whatever we want. (laughs) Is that, does that go also go for Amy Grant?
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't see why not.
0: Do they own this song as this cover?
1: Amy is a buddy of mine as we've established on the podcast. Oh, Sure. Sure. Michael W. Smith is a friend of ours. Amy Grant is a friend of ours. I think we're, we're fine. We're so we're friends with Michael. Michael's friends with Amy. <laughs> friends are friends forever. Friends are friends forever. go, we can use whatever songs we want. <laughs>
0: exactly, we could do anything.
2: i i i i
0: I assume this is how Amy originally plans to release <laughs> yeah. this song. She's and like, her... I'm just
1: thinking a classic punk riff and a punk beat for this <laughs> one. Yeah.
0: So for those who uh, didn't hear the original mag pod uh, series, um, tell people why you have any sort of connection to Amy <laughs> Uh
1: So I write for a magazine. I'm an editor there and she put out a Christmas special, as she's wont to do, and uh, we got an interview with her in the magazine. And she's coming on the pod. Uh, <laughs> I am. Really? I, I, I no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, we did get to interview her. Uh, she's a. She seems like a good person. I like Amy. Um, this was her first big hit, um, at least in the Christian world. This is pre-crossover into baby, baby territory. And she, but, um, when she sold out. Yeah, that's right. Never forgave her. Um, but I think this is, I think this is a fun song and I like the, the punk version of it.
0: Yeah. We forget that, you know, we, we joke that we never forgave her, but a lot of Christians were yeah. over her when she got divorced and went, what people considered mainstream with baby, baby
1: right it's sort of the same as how like all those christians then um stopped following trump right after like some of his indiscretions became public oh for
0: sure for sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's like very similar. yeah totally everything's definitely not a nightmare <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right now on to a much better song yep
1: oh yes hey banger i love that song it's yeah a flowery song it's a real top three contender for me um when you asked me about bass riffs that i would play this was definitely the five iron one nice it's just such a perfect little yep so good Um, do you know what else is really good (laughs) tell me the music video i was just gonna bring that up next (laughs) uh I distinctly remember downloading it from Kaza. Sure. <laughs> um, freshman year of college. Sure. And it's really something. <laughs> they go for a little parade in the in the street there. There's nothing. There's nothing more '90s <laughs> than this music video. <laughs> it's pretty good. They're like coffeehouse beatniks in the beginning, but uh, it's just like. It reminds me
0: It reminds me of a lot of like NX, old MXPX music videos like, For with, sure. with Mike gesturing at the camera a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> also like the backwards hat, like the <laughs> giant red hat, the giant
1: sideburns, George Shades. <laughs> giant shades. I mean yeah, full, full like 90s, bro.
0: Yeah, Dr. Seuss hats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah,
2: no, I'm, it's... <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you should watch it if you haven't yet, uh, to your listeners. Um, they have a little parade in the street and then go to a coffee shop where some bohemian types are playing and... Mix up that scene. Get those guys to loosen up and have a good time. That's right. <laughs> uh, um,
0: into it. Yeah.
1: yeah the uh, The chorus is the doxology. Uh, yes. Interesting. And yeah,
0: uh, Reese seems to claim um, ownership of the lyrics of this song.
1: <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't say "Our Roper, comma <laughs> the Lord," um, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah the the other um great writing duo of all time yeah yeah one of the best reese oh. uh, slash the lord and dennis slash steven sondheim yep
1: yep uh the big the big two teams <laughs> um yeah that's the flower song Ooh, this is third world think tank or is it georgia the jungle <laughs> george 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 I... Hey. This song? Oh, I'm way into it. Are you not? I I've always found it to be a curious. It's definitely curious. Closer. I. It's weird and like I love that bass line. I just think what's going uh, from a flowery
0: song into this song. I feel yeah, like they should yes. have
1: flipped it. I agree with that.
0: You're, you're you're already having flowery song at the very end of this long record yeah why not just close (laughs) it out with a banger well
1: not this kind of like i
0: don't even know how you describe it it's
1: i mean i kind of like that it's like okay sort of this praise song like doxology whatever and then into this just like weirdness and like i don't know the like trombone lead into the chorus gets me so hype where it's like (laughs) it's just like um yeah. yeah they, I, and there are, uh, like some Bible verses referenced. Yeah. This it's it's kind of a tough one. I mean, I think so. I don't understand the title. I should say that, <laughs> but I think, yeah, you know, he references like the parable of the poor woman who gave all she had like that parable. Um, I think the idea is kind of like we could die at any time. So let's live. Right. I think that's sort of my takeaway. Um, Mm. but I don't know what a third world think tank is <laughs> or what, how that relates. I, I do not. I do not know either. Sounds kind of cool. Um, anyway, I'm into it. You're yep. wrong. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: say, I didn't say I hated it. I just, I it's just so curious.
1: I was... It's curious in a number of ways. I co-sign that statement. Um, that's the whole thing, right? <laughs>
3: Hey, kids, it's Combat Chuck. I just want you to know that this song is about me, and we all love you. I want to do this again. Hold on. <laughs> this would be an edit right here. I love, Hi, kids, this is Combat Chuck. I love everybody, 90s this song is about me. Secret tracks. Yeah, yeah. And we're rocking for the kids.
0: Everybody I'll did a secret more. track.
3: Hey, they did everybody, many per album. Combat Chuck, and this song is for the kids. <laughs>
1: He chose the right one Hey
3: everybody, it's Combat Chuck I love what you're doing for the kids Boo Hey everybody, this is Combat Chuck And I love this song because it's about me (laughs) Much better (laughs) Hey everybody, it's Combat Chuck (laughs) Keep on rocking for the kids I don't even know what that means (laughs) Oh man, that was stupid Alright, one more (laughs) and then I gotta go Hey everybody, it's Combat Chuck This song's about me Hope you like it Oh, and only you can prevent forest fires.
1: Oh, they Bye, chose guy. the best one. Yeah. Um, he's going to be on <laughs> <in> the pod. <laughs> so. <should> we... <laughs> yeah! Yeah!
2: <laughs>
1: Bunch of silly kids. Also possibly questionable, <laughs> but you know, there's two uh, Latinas in the van. So whatever. Yeah, So we'll let them, we'll let it fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we run down our top three again real quick?
0: Yeah. Um, my top three milestone, the old West cool enough for you. All right.
1: Cool enough. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Cool enough for you. The old West, beautiful America milestone, a close, a close. No,
0: one. no, you can't. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, bro.
1: And triple stamp, a double stamp. <laughs> triple
0: stamp, uh, double
1: stamp. <laughs> um, that's us upbeat some beatdowns. Why don't you uh, eat your burger and we'll, tell, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh That album's really good. I like that album. <laughs> yep, I'm into it. I like it. Um,
0: um, you can tell us what you think about the album.
1: Yes. Tell us your top three, which we'll post about. Yep. Um, yeah, when is this episode coming out, John? <laughs> well, it's a good question. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, should we just close it out here? <laughs> I think so. All right, all right, all right. going to get my act together. <clears throat> you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and let us know what you think. You can rate and review us, yes. which we would appreciate. Um, unless you have something to say like a three-hour podcast where they never talk about Five and Frenzy, hard pass, in which case you don't need to do that <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> uh, on Apple Podcasts, it's your Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all the places. Yep, um, yep, yep. What else can they do?
0: They can leave us a voicemail eight seven two seven six two four seven six three eight seven two seven mag pod and right. don't forget to
1: submit your intro suggestions yes, please, uh game ideas. General yes. thoughts, your five iron experiences. Yes. Uh, you can also email us if you want to leave something a little longer or attach some files of your shitty nineties ska band perhaps at <laughs> please, magnifiedpod please at um, You can support this crazy venture of ours at magnified magnifiedpod. And we really appreciate our patrons, our Patreon punks who have stuck with us <laughs> low these many months of producing zero content. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, friends. Um yep. but we got stuff on the horizon and uh we got some cool merch you can get. Uh head on over to magnifiedpod.storeandry.com. Yeah, with
0: our with our old logo. Uh right. I've gotta get some stuff up there with our new logo on it. Who uh was made by somebody who I don't know and <laughs> colorized <laughs> by uh Danny Leary of um Reliant K podcast fame.
1: Shout out Sadie Hawkins pod. Shout out Danny. Solid dude as always. Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll get so many thoughts from him about ska on this, on this pod. Oh man. Many. Bring them, please. You'll probably be mostly mad at us. That's fine. (laughs) Um, Well, time is winding down, but only for this episode, we want you to be found enjoying the next step. When we'll cover our newest album ever.
0: I can't see me, but I'm air skanking.
1: <laughs> Chair skanking is hard.
0: This, um, this pod's going to have a lot more, uh, I
1: mean, it's only, it's only right.